Hello and welcome back to Inherently Human. My name is Aiden DeBoard. My name's Jim Newman. Uh, this is episode 28. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trying a bit of a new scripted format for this uh, beginning part here. Very admirable. We are uh, sticking to our format. Yeah. So we, we're, we're sticking to the brand uh, yes. of completely... We don't know what we're talking about until we're talking about it, and even have to... <laughs> <laughs> that's very articulate. I Thank like you. that. That was good. That and was even good. when we're talking about it, sometimes yeah. we still don't know what we're talking about. Well, that might be. <laughs> but uh, if we if we decide to, which we've been talking about a little bit, taking this a little bit further than just casual Spotify streaming, but uh, actually bringing this into radio and. Seeing where that goes, uh, we've got to we've got to keep up a uh, a, a professional yeah. front is my personal opinion of that, but we got to stick to format. We got to I don't know hit our marks, and part of that is explaining to the audience every single time what this show is about. So why don't you do that for us? Okay, this give is... us give us your uh, your best. What is Inherently Human? We already mentioned that uh, the show is called Inherently Human, and we gave you our names. Now, the reason for this podcast is simply to be free-form and explore what spontaneity, spontaneity provides to us in the moment. And we think that the reason to do that is that it, in some manner, reflects something very deep about being a person. That we're not scripted. This doesn't even have an outline. You know, if you happen to explore podcasts, one of the things that always gets discussed is, well... You have to know before you start the podcast what you're going to be talking about. Well, we don't. No, <laughs> we just but, you wing know, it. Yeah, and the cool thing about that, and this is where the humanity or the spontaneity of the show comes in, is that we find something that has meaning at least to us. And our theory is that in having meaning for us, that by extension, you also will identify and that's the connection that we hope we have with our audience you know and and hence the name inherently human what we're just trying to do with this weird off the outline <laughs> format uh right. podcast is just trying to identify humanity in subtle ways how do we how do people talk how do people react to things and what can we provide uh just as two people. Uh, but we have a different sort of, uh, let's say, connection. Uh, I'm oh, yeah. I'm 21 years old. Right. Now, this is part of the format, and this has to do with explaining our brand. Yeah. Hayden's 21. Mm -hmm. I'm 73. And so that adds, it certainly does add a dimension. And the thing that has held me in awe through all this time is that we relate really well. <laughs> anyway, despite what is obviously, I don't know, a major chasm between us in terms of age. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating way to be doing a podcast and most people aren't really expecting it but we, it's been described uh as intergenerational 
<laughs> Geekery. I know. A friend of mine named Roberta Solomon uh, gave us that insight. Bless her heart. We, <laughs> we uh, are lovable in part because our intergenerational geekery is a delight, at least to her. Yeah. So we were trying to figure out what that means. Um, <laughs> if you want to check back on episode 27, we were uh, discussing that quite a bit. Um, something that we've also been described a lot as is wholesome. Yeah. And that is something I really was shooting for when we started this podcast is that I really wanted some good, wholesome content. I didn't, you know, it, I didn't, I don't think we're quotably family friendly. No, sometimes what? the language, if you'll notice, <laughs> if you ever go to the Podient um, website uh, that hosts this broadcast, it does say that the language is explicit, explicit. on yeah. our show. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I'll drop a fuck bomb. Um, there you, you just did. Right I did. Did I yeah. just say fuck? Yeah, you did. did I you fuck. said fuck. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Yeah. See. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you get you get the picture. You get, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what he was trying to really point out there, actually. <laughs> and congratulations, you made it really clear. Yeah. Now I've really put the e. We've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> E so, for earning. That little check mark <laughs> on the Podient website is absolutely correct. Does we use expletives? Does sometimes. uh Spotify say we're explicit? I'm I don't sure know. Do. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Well, I think whatever relevant data is on Podient gets communicated all the way along the line. So mm -hmm. sure. Okay. If it's an issue on Spotify, then if the potential listener wants to eliminate any thought that a four-letter word like, well, what was the one? Fuck. Fuck. Was I think fuck have, was the word. Yeah. If that was said and they want to avoid it, then Spotify helps them by letting them know that Aiden and even Jim might say fuck We're potty at some mouths. point. Yeah. But, but, but you know, I would define wholesomeness. We got to, I mean, that's a word. <laughs> that's a word. I mean, and I don't disagree with it, but I'm wondering what about us or what about inherently human do you think consistently meets the standard of wholesomeness, would you say? All right. So I think we got to de deconstruct that a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's the, a great idea. The, the first thing that we need to do sure. is identify what we, uh, perspectively believe as wholesome uh -huh. and so for me personally uh wholesomeness is generosity kindness friendship and love oh that is you know i am not overstating it that is really cool <laughs> i mean can you say that again if i can remember it i, I, I came up with that right off the you top of my did, head you did and it was great <laughs> uh shit um it was generosity yeah kindness friendship and love okay that's very good and i think uh being able to be open and uh, accepting, that is what it takes to be wholesome. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add? No. All I can say is that when you said that, I got a good feeling in my gut. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I honestly did. And I think that that is the measure of the correctness of your description of wholesomeness. Generosity. So I applaud that. Generous. That's good. That's one reason somebody 
ought to value this podcast. <laughs> little nuggets like that get dropped around. And you know, I think a lot of people listen to podcasts when they are drifting off to dreamland. Ooh, Maybe yeah. they're having trouble getting to sleep and they don't want to read. Their eyes are too tired or something. Then they turn on a podcast. Yeah. I think ours would be a good one. I, You know what? I've actually been told that. What? I have, yeah. When no we, way. When we first started doing this, uh, yeah. I had a friend that I worked with who, yes. was, who told me that uh, she listened to our podcast and she's, hmm. yeah, I really like it. It's very soothing is the exact word that she used. And she described it as being very ASMR. ASMR. Uh, I have no idea what that stands for. All I know <laughs> is that there's... It's a compliment, though, isn't it? Yes. Uh, sure. ASMR is essentially... Uh, Audio, oh, audio stimulation, ASM something. Medicinal. How are you going to go there? Audio stimulation, medicinal remedy. Yeah, perfect. ASMR. Perfect. ASMR. Actually, scary medium raptors. <laughs> Did you just, that is great. That's like a Rorschach test of your mind, man. <laughs> Actually, scary medium raptors. What have you been dreaming about lately? <laughs> we don't want to alarm those people who are drifting off to sleep by evoking this image. Yeah, so much for our soothing podcast <laughs> I know, that you're going to drift know. off to sleep with. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> See, but that's that's the other part that I think makes this really wholesome is that despite our language, um, you know, we we keep on with these jokes and, you know, the, the third part of my description was friendship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what you and I have right here and what we've been doing for this whole podcast is, you know, very explicit with our friendship and how you know we do this together and how well we bounce off of each other and i think a lot of people uh resonate with that especially with their own friends right and you know that's that's what wholesomeness is about is you know feeling good on the inside fulfillment and caring really 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 caring yeah about another person care and i think what comes with care is support Mm. and that's something that i see a lot when i see wholesome things is that it's people supporting other people and uh being accepting as to what they're doing who they are and you know whatever else is going on and it it takes a very wholesome person to uh you know, just kind of to manifest that all yeah, the time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and I, so I don't know. Maybe our show for forty-five minutes at a time, we can be pretty wholesome. Well, and you know, I th- I think it's really true that a part of that kind of wholesomeness where one manifests caring and friendship and love uh, requires generosity mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean. If I'm flaring up because I'm suddenly angry at a person or believe that I have reason to be angry, then to maintain the posture of affection and openness to that person really does require uh, a investment in 
that kind of energy, being generous. Yeah. You know, putting all my angry thoughts in the background and Mm -hmm. thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, what has it been in the past that has drawn me to this person and made me like them so much? And is my anger something that I really want to show this person? Yeah. And uh, somehow disrupt what we have? I mean, that's a big deal. And depending on a person's ego, I know that I always need to prove myself. And (laughs) so one thing that can allow me to lay down my weapons and try to be open in a situation is to be generous with that person. Not that I always achieve it, but you know, it's it's there. It's, it's, there. it's, a, it's a thought and it's a process. Yeah. Um, and I think generosity can lead to kindness because, you know, you're trying to be generous with who you are and with this person trying to put back all the anger or whatever it is that is disrupting you and this person. Uh, and then effectively being kind uh, despite it all. And what that leads to eventually is friendship, and out of friendship is love. And uh, support. I mean, this can explode, really, into (laughs) a different life for a person. Because the more one manifests forbearance and avoids rage and insult and hurtful language, I don't know, how are we getting on this philosophical discussion? But really, what can happen is... And I think this has really happened with me as I have learned to be a more open and generous person is that the world truly does. And uh, maybe this is all Hallmark card stuff, but the <laughs> but the world starts to reflect that back on you and it supports yeah. it. And wow, then I'm even a nicer person because I see that the world somehow is brighter and nicer and warmer and more accepting of me than I thought it was. You and- know? It all starts with how you decide to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you can adhere to the generosity and the kindness of just being a person, uh, eventually everything will reflect exactly as that is. Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. And I love that. <laughs> well, it's kind of true. And um, I don't know. We, did You said you had... Uh, even though we don't have an outline, you said you had <laughs> a potential topic? Ooh. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to derail the wholesomeness oh, beyond any other. So, uh, no, no, no. Uh, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. We can always that. change the format. No. <laughs> let me rephrase that. All right. Uh, off the topic of wholesomeness. What? We're going to go, we're going to veer to the left or right of oh, wholesomeness. Man. We're going to okay. com- take that uh, hard exit, uh, flip a Yui. And then jump the ramp. Derail hard. I see it now. I can see it in my mind's eye exactly. It's like, kind of like a roller coaster, a little yeah. bit. But maybe one without the rails. Yeah, far and less restraints. Major dream nightmare drop off there. An somehow. actually scary medium raptor yeah. right there. <laughs> What's the acronym? A- ASMR. All right. ASMR. MR asthma uh, actually scary medium medium raptors raptor all right <laughs> so hit us with it all right so uh something that i've been 
trying to articulate for a while now, and I think I've probably brought this up to you and maybe on the podcast. I, we've had 28 episodes of 45 minutes. Yeah, and who there's knows a lot what time I forget. There. It's a huge record now. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about the universe, and that was something that we were talking about a little bit before we started. Yes. Um, and what I wanted to talk about was universes, existence, and dimensions. Mm-hmm. And I just want to preface this with... Uh, <clears throat> I'm not an expert. Um, I am just your standard dude who has some whack ass thoughts sometimes, and this is this is what comes out of it. So, uh, before anybody starts saying whatever I say after this is wrong, I'm not an expert, and this is just some nonsense that I have thought of for a while. And it makes sense to me. So, without uh, any further delay, my universal theory um, is that... uh, Let me try to really bring this in together. It's hard. I don't. I don't. I don't talk about it. Well, a lot. I mean, yeah, the <laughs> universe is infinite, and somehow you're trying to put it in words. So we can give you some slack on that. Thank you. I appreciate that, everyone. Sure. It's very wholesome for that support. Yes. Um. Anyways, so I guess when the universe is created, either that be by a quote unquote godly power or by just some happenstance of means some chain of events yeah i don't know i believe that the universe and existence and in its of itself is an interconnection of all the particles and atoms uh throughout entirety um sure and so i mean it would have to be wouldn't it i I would it would would make sense right or else it wouldn't be compatible where else would be the where where if you couldn't if you had particles not of the universe then where are they you know what? That's that's. You know, I might actually get into that depending on how well I articulate. <laughs> I love this, this man. <laughs> All right. And so, uh, everything is interconnected. Yes. And so, essentially, if everything is interconnected, we all are. I don't want to say hive mind, but for lack of a better word, hive mind of the universe. Are you familiar with the term hive mind? Well, doesn't that just sort of, uh, isn't that one way to talk about civilization that everybody, um, at least subconsciously, believes that civilized people need a role and a role in which people contribute to the whole otherwise there is no civilization is that hive mind or what that's, is hive mind that's very similar and the, and that definitely there are aspects of that in all of it it comes from obviously beehives yeah, um sure and so how well, they have a culture probably yeah, culture their own bee yeah. culture yeah um, i like honey a lot <laughs> me too <laughs> uh so essentially it's Everybody or every bee is an individual with yeah. its own consciousness, whatever. Sure. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, but it all is so interconnected that it's essentially one mind. That it's um It functions as one, like yeah, ants, yeah, 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 ants yeah, 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 are yeah. very much that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Um and there's some theory that we as humans have hive mind um, with the internet. 
Okay. Uh, you know, the, the entirety of human knowledge and the expanse of all of that is located on mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. Therefore, theoretically, making it a quote-unquote hive mind of humanity. Okay, is that partly crowdsourcing? Would that be part of that, or is that way up topic there? Uh, it it kind of like what you were saying before. It is, it is an aspect of it. Yeah, you're and like so, you're tapping in mm-hmm. to the, the general awareness. That exactly. Agree. This is mm-hmm. what we are experiencing in life. It, yes, that perfect. Yes. <laughs> That's why we get along. He, he describes me as perfect. But I don't hear that a lot. But go yeah. ahead. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, hive mind, uh, except throughout the entirety of existence and expanse of the universe. Yeah. Um, and so, there's a theory that uh, as soon as the, f- the universe, quote-unquote, ends... And whatever triggers that, what happens is that it just resets completely. That is one of the theories, yes. And so, except it resets more complicated than the time before. Hmm. Um, And so, what that makes me think of, and there's also some theory that this has already happened. Like, Hmm. this isn't something well this is something that's going to happen but it has happened before yeah part of that as i understand it you know there's the theory of the big bang yes, which started yes. the universe but some people contend that it wasn't a big bang it was a big bounce meaning that this expansion and then a contraction mm-hmm. and boom another explosion another expansion another contraction bam so it bounces Oh, okay, that's yeah. It's a big bounce, and that's what you're talking about, I oh, guess. Yes. Is that right? Okay. No, that makes so much sense. Okay, but that, what are the So how do what do you infer from that? Okay, so Okay. As so this bouncing, so it's exploding, it's contracting, it's coming in and out almost. Yeah, all the time. And <clears throat> It's what? ridiculous how many times it <laughs> goes on and on, man. And so each time it contracts, it reorganizes itself, and it makes itself a little bit more complicated than the time before. And the reason I think this is why uh, dimensions exist. Okay. So the theory is that this has happened before, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a first dimension... There's the second, and as you go up in these dimensions, they obviously get a little bit more complicated. Well, why obviously? Is there something that is, if, if that bounce occurs, are you saying that certain elements of the previous universe that is now contracted uh, remain when the next expansion goes on? I mean, why isn't it all obliterated and we're just starting fresh? You're saying it doesn't well, start just fresh. That's the thing. It does. It but, does start fresh, but the way it becomes more complicated is, is that... So the difference between second dimension and third dimensional uh, spaces, right? Okay. So in a second dimension, there's an X and there's a Y. Mm. And you're on this flat plane. Okay. In the third dimension, you add a Z. And sure. so... It goes in another direction. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
And so then, you had like a flat plane universe yeah, so at one time. My theory is that there was a first dimensional universe. With almost no space in it. Almost none. Ah. And, you know, that's subjectively uh, a simple context of the universe. A little speck. Just itty, itty bitty. Yeah. And because the universe is a hive mind, the ultimate goal, and this has been throughout all of human knowledge, is the why. Why are we here? Not the letter Y, but the question why. And so the universe is created, you know, all of this in an attempt to find the why. Okay. And so as soon as the why is found, why why are we in one dimensional space? Why is this here? As soon as it's discovered, contracts... And then explodes two-dimensional space. It's a little more complicated. Because now you got three dimensions, right? Two at that point. Okay. Uh, but the next but then expansion. would become ours, the one that we're living in and now. And that's the one with three. That's the third. Okay. And so when it happens again mm-hmm. in whatever expanse of time... Uh, the fourth will be created. But the theory is that the fourth is already there. So this is where everything gets really convoluted in my own brain. So you are really trying to uh, go where physicists are timidly uh, beginning to explore the idea, for example, that Time itself is a particle, and that space, that's another particle, Mm -hmm. just like light is a particle, and electricity isn't just a wave, but it's a particle. Yeah. So (laughs) So this is all part of that, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And so it's all connected. Right. And so the ultimate goal of the universe is the why. Yeah, the why. Yes. As soon as it's discovered by any portion of the hive mind that is the universe, that's when it'll be able to ascend, essentially. To another better dimension? Well, better is... Well, you said ascend, uh, and that means it's going up. Yeah, well, going up from third to fourth at this point. Okay. And then fourth to fifth, and so on and so forth. is each of those iterations better than the last? Certainly they're more complicated, you say. Mm Mm-hmm. It I that's objective, I would believe. That the fourth <laughs> or the fifth isn't necessarily better, better quote unquote, yeah. than the third or the second even. Exactly. I mean and we would have we have no concept of it. And so or at least we have no capacity to really understand. But you also said that there's a reason for all this. Remember? No. <laughs> well, you said that the reason was to find out why. Yeah. So that implies, doesn't it, that there's an entity that is asking the question? Who's asking that question? As our collective hive mind, I think that's the ultimate question. Oh, uh, so it's the hive mind asking the question? Mm-hmm. Then what causes the universe to collapse after it's answered so 
What's that mechanism? See, and that's that's where all this really starts to fall apart. Oh, okay. and <clears throat> that's why I really wanted to preface this with the fact that I'm, you know, I'm not an expert in but any of this. But you are. But I'm really searching. <laughs> but I'm doing my damnedest. Yeah. <laughs> and so, the and you know, why does it collapse in on itself after it's discovered? Well, that has to do with the why, don't you think? <laughs> well, it might. I mean, um, I, I, I just wonder if there it would have to be a dynamic there that said, okay, the hive mind now understands itself, mm-hmm. so we're going to collapse this universe and generate another iteration because they already figured it out, and there's the phone, and it's just a problem. I have to... Uh, stop that, which I just did. Anyway, I apologize for that to interrupt. It's just a distraction. But um, I just, it seems like you're presupposing for this universe some sort of consciousness or order and purpose because it seems to be a mechanism that responds to our understanding. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fantastic way to put that. Yeah. Um, essentially, the entity is existence itself. Um, yes. Our conceptual perspective of God, quote unquote. Uh huh. Um, and so everything is interconnected within the universe by particles and atoms and everything. You know. It, Life started here on this planet when a space rock hit another space rock, and then everything from there was weird. So there's obviously, there's, I don't want to say obviously, um, there's evidence that throughout the universe, things like this are happening. Things are being connected to one another in some capacity, and that's the universe tying itself together. And it's trying to figure out, what if I take this from here, put it here, and maybe that's how we'll figure it out. Maybe that's how things will change, and that's how the why will occur. Sometimes it doesn't work out and things move on. But we have the entirety of the expanse of the universe to be doing this. And so it's almost as if the universe is the scientist and we are the subjects. Yeah, and, but this uh, scientist universe has a consciousness. Is that is that right? Does it have a consciousness? Well, then that has to go into the philosophy of consciousness in and of itself. Well, right, but it has a motivation. The motivation is would to be... to put things together in order. Yeah, and geometrically and you know in math and everything there is an order to things there's uh, a specific way that things are constructed yeah there are amazing symmetries uh, exactly. and that's yeah. how matter is formed through those symmetries for sure and so but you're positing you're theorizing that there's a motivating force behind it not accident and it, it it very well could be accident. I don't want to, in this theory, assume that everything is purposeful. Okay. Um, it feels purposeful, but I don't know. I'm I feel like I'm I'm convoluting my own 
philosophy. Well, you're kind of struggling with that. I with really a big am. Mystery it's, of life. It's man. hard, and uh, it's. Oh God, I just don't even know any <laughs> about this anymore. It's. It makes sense to me that as an organism, yeah, created in this massive expanse of infinity. Why am I here? I'm here to assist the universe in discovering why. Okay. And it's so essentially it creates the human why as to be we are here to continue the quote-unquote research. But if you narrowed your focus from all matter mm-hmm. in the universe to just talk about human consciousness. Yeah. Why isn't that enough of a explanation of the why? Why do you want to include uh, all matter? I mean, any molecular form at all mm-hmm. is asking the question? Or is that what you're saying? <clears throat> yeah, uh yes. And I'm asking actually. why are you saying that? So, it would be I don't I feel like it would be inappropriate to uh, only focus on this one tiny ball of rock in the entirety of the expanse of oh, the universe. Oh, so you're trying to embrace and yeah. uh, encompass all the nebulae, exactly. all the galaxies yeah, exactly. in this quest of yours. Mm-hmm. And right. so instead of narrowing it yeah. to what we observe in this immediate space, it includes everything that the universe is. You know, it, it includes infinity within it itself. Okay. Um, in some convoluted way. Well, convoluted, at least not understandable yet by humans. Yeah, and so, sure. and that has to, a lot to do with the fact that we just aren't at that why yet. Okay. And it's it's going to take trillions of years. It's going to take eons. It's going to take uh, just an absurd amount of time, but. That's within our own personal context. But you're really pretty certain there's meaning. Ultimately, there's meaning because there's, in your view, an answer to the question, why? Mm -hmm. There's an answer. There's literally an answer. There is absolutely an answer. Okay. To the why of (laughs) suddenly time, space, matter... Uh, energy waves yeah. there's a reason for it all there's I think the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, my mm. favorite book uh, it says it really well um, crap I already forgot <laughs> <laughs> um, oh we the question or that what they want in the book is that they want the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. Um, and it comes out, spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen or heard or known about this, but uh, in the book it claims that the answer to the life, the universe, and everything is 42. Oh, yeah. And... You know, everybody in the book is super confused, and 
Because the, they don't even know what that means yeah, in because context. What, they got no way to interpret that answer, 42. What exactly. Does that mean? They because don't know. they didn't have the right question. Ah. So now they have the answer, but what's the question that leads to that answer? Yeah. And so that's something that I think we still haven't you know, figured out yet. Or maybe we have, and that's why we know why. Our question isn't necessarily something that needs to be long and complicated, but as opposed to just why. So we've created the question, and now we just need to seek the answer. So you don't see that, but what is the guy's name? Adams is his last name. Uh, Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Do you don't think he was just being ironic? I mean, it, it, he is, and I... That in, that entire book is satire yes. and comedy, and that's why I love it so much. And okay. of course, when he says that the answer is forty-two, there's you can't really no meaning to that. Exactly. Not really. Yeah. And but it it does appropriately bring up, uh, you know, what is the question? And <laughs> they thought when they created the supercomputer that gave them the answer. Yes. That they had the question. And as it turns out, they had absolutely nothing. Right. Now they have 50% of what they're looking for. Now they do. And so if we don't have anything that uh, implies an answer, then maybe we do have the question and we are seeking the answer. Maybe we have the answer and we're seeking the question. And I would like to believe that we have the question of why and now we just need to seek the answer all right um what if the world has no answer at all because it's just a nihilistic blank slate and whether there's matter or not matter whether there's energy or not whether there is life Mm -hmm. or just sulfur balls all over the place uh, what if it doesn't make any difference to anything? Because nobody other than the humans are asking those questions. Is that a horrible thing to you? Can you prove that we're the only people asking it? Well, let's give you that. Let's say that uh, somewhere in the Andromeda Nebula, there's really, really, really smart people. Mm-hmm. And they're asking the same question. But my proposition still yeah. stands. It, I'm asking you, does it make a difference? A difference? Doesn't matter at all? Yeah, if it doesn't matter at all, where does that put you as a person, I wonder? It puts me in a sense of peace knowing that I have drive. That I have a goal. That I'm I'm seeking something beyond myself. Okay. It's it's what a lot of people attribute to religion. Yes. You know, accepting something bigger than yourself, and it gives you this. Maybe maybe this doesn't give me any set of morals necessarily. No, I don't. I wouldn't. Would it? But Not it really. gives me a sense of purpose and okay. drive and motivation. Yeah. And so, even if it is totally meaningless, yeah. even if it's completely irrelevant and it's entirely incorrect in every way, shape, and form, uh, that we truly are just bitterly alone, and this is it. At least in my head. 
I felt like I was doing something. You know, I got to tell you, that is the reason I love you. <laughs> because you have that drive. And you gave me the exact right answer. Yeah? That it's about giving yourself purpose. And you are using your mind in whatever way you think is best to give yourself a meaning and possibly allow for a contribution of momentous scale to every the least living thing. Uh, I just love that you do that. I think that is a really, really, really healthy answer you just gave. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I Having this talk right now has definitely made uh, this concept to me a lot easier to comprehend, at least in my own mind. Uh-huh. And so thank you for that. I do sure. appreciate you just yeah. letting me spout this to you um but that's great man what do you, what do you think what's well i'm over what, on the yeah. other side of the scale i mean yeah. i i gotta say that i'm in awe of it and i can't explain certain things i think on some broadcasts or other we talked about me being on a trail mm-hmm. in new mexico above the rio grande river and i stopped at a curve in the trail and there was like a kind of a really steep cliff down yeah. in the water and uh there were pine trees above me and it just hit me in that moment that there were entities around me that were watching me. I couldn't see them because they were somehow of a different energy and <laughs> compiled uh, of something that I didn't understand, but they had an awareness, and in some way I was communicating with them, and they welcomed me to that spot of great beauty they just wanted my respect. And so that I believe in entities. Somebody said that that means I'm an animist, that I believe there are animated rocks, perhaps, Ooh. that there's some kind of spirit in everything. Yeah. So if I talk about nihilism in terms of the universe and uh, an emptiness that is just unbounded, I nevertheless have to acknowledge that my brain has come up with another theory that Mm -hmm. has entities in this complex reality or some, maybe we're in a matrix like the movie said, right? But in some way, there is a dimension beyond just cold, dead matter, you know? So uh, I guess on that level, I do agree with you. Perfect. Do you think those entities might be uh, fourth dimensional? They could, you, dude. I just don't know. They, yeah. I mean, we, I didn't ask them anything. Uh, my my relationship to them was a kind of gratitude yeah. that I felt that they were always there and I'm not. I mean, they live in that spot. That they're part of the reason that I felt that awe. Yeah. at the beauty of that landscape. The entities were part of the beauty. 
you know, and whether they were somehow made of matter, made of molecules that somehow are in a different dimension. How would I know that? I mean, I felt them, though, and I am grateful to this day that I sensed that they were there. And they actually changed me on some level because I've never forgotten that. Yeah. And I've at least felt the supposition like when I'm up on Silver Star, my favorite hike, and I go to this certain shoulder on the ridge where you have this just momentous view of Mount Hood, that they're there too. Always with you. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's very cool. That's very comforting too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I don't really believe in a nihilistic, empty universe, I guess. I can't say I do, because I believe in entities, (laughs) whatever they are. (laughs) Wherever they are. Wherever they are. Well, uh, we're just about reaching our time. So uh, to wrap this up, I think whatever you as a person, whatever helps you, whatever puts you in this world and gives you a purpose and makes you feel like you're satisfied and you know comforted and fulfilled i don't whatever makes you happy that's what you want for people of course we gotta be wholesome you know yeah that's part of the brand that's (laughs) part of our brand it's part of the brand yeah so uh my name's aiden deboard i'm jim newman this has been inherently human episode 28 uh Stay wholesome out there. <laughs> Keep that it up, our new motto. Okay. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>